0: Welcome to A New Creation. I'm Phyllis and thank you for joining me today. Every episode of A New Creation is commissioned by the Holy Spirit. It is new and it is from God. When a revelation or a rhema word is spoken, and when I say a revelation, it means when something that was once covered is unveiled or revealed to you, or rhema word, and rhema is spelled R-H-E-M-A. It's a Greek word, and it literally means an utterance or things that are said. It's a word that signifies the action of utterance. And that's the definition from dictionary.com. Rhema is the spoken word or the teachings of Christ. When God speaks a rhema word over your life or revelation, he's waiting for you to respond. Let's say you never respond. Let's say God sent someone, a prophetic voice or even a prophet to speak to you that you or someone in your life close to you have a call on your life. Well, let's say they say there's nothing ordinary about you. They come to you directly and say that to you. God is waiting for you to respond to that word. Let's say you never respond. You don't believe in such banter. If you never respond to a rhema word or an utterance that God has spoken through someone else, spoken to you, or revelation, something he's unveiled to you. If you never speak or never respond to it, let's put it that way, not speak, never respond to it. Is there an expiration date? Does it fade? Does it vaporize? Does it dissipate? No. God's word never returns to him void. That's what the word of God says. So if something was spoken over your life or directly to you, a revelation or rhema word, it never expires. His word doesn't return to him void. In Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11, and I'm going to read the King James Version of the scripture. It reads, So shall my word be that go forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. See, that word, it's in the atmosphere of the spirit. It's in the spirit realm. Matthew 24, verse 35, and it's the NIV version of the scripture. It reads, heaven and earth will pass away. But my words will never pass away. So if you choose to not respond to a revelation that's spoken to you or over your life from someone that God has sent. Or a rhema word or an utterance that has been spoken over your life or directly to you. God's word, what was spoken, never passes away. It's still in the atmosphere. It's still in the, in the realm of the invisible, in the spirit realm. So if you never respond to it, you never reach the fullness of the destiny your creator has planned for your life. And that's the choice that you make. See, you settle for less. And whether you knew it or not, you began to regress. What does regress mean? To decline, to deteriorate, to slump. Just a couple of definitions of the word regress. And even if your life you soar to greater heights of success in your profession. Let's say you won two Nobel Peace Prizes and you discovered a cure for COVID-19. If you accomplish all these things, All of these achievements outside of the will of God. God will not consider your life as a success. You may consider it a success. The world may consider it a success. But if you did not abide by the will of God for your life, then God does not consider it a success. Today's episode of Phyllis's New Creation is Kingdom Currency. The currency of the kingdom of God. Now, what is a currency? And you spell it C-U-R-R-E-N-C-Y. Currency. A currency is a system of money in general use in a particular country. So for our nation, for example, our currency in the United States of America is the dollar. In Japan, their currency is the yen in the united kingdom their currency is the sterling pound now how is money used in a culture or currency when i speak of, of money and currency i'm speaking of the same thing how is it used in a culture it used it's used to buy and sell products it's used to make exchanges Let's say different transaction, like your transaction, you're doing uh, transacting of business, and it drives the economy. So a strong currency or a strong dollar, in our case, can ensure that every segment of a society functions together, and it functions together to provide a good quality of life for its citizens. Now, likewise, let's take a look at this in the context of the kingdom of God talking about kingdom currency the currency of the kingdom of god the currency of the kingdom of god and the kingdom of god does have a currency it's called faith see in the book of hebrews chapter 11 and i'm going to read verses 5 and 6 and it's the niv version of the scripture and it reads it reads by faith enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experienced death he could not be found because god had taken him away for before he was taken he was commended as one who pleased god and without faith it is impossible to please god because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him did you hear that? The currency of the kingdom of God is faith. And in Hebrews 11:5 and 6 what I just read to you, I read to you an example of someone, Enoch, who was the great great grandfather of Noah. He pleased God in such a way that God took him. He was translated. He never died. He was translated. From this life to where God was, his life was so pleasing to God. And so, if we don't have faith, it's not possible to please God. You can only please Him by faith. Now, let's take a look at a definition of faith in the book of Hebrews. Because remember, the book of Hebrews, just in case some of you may not know this. In the book of Hebrews, in Hebrews chapter eleven, is sometimes referred to as the faith chapter. It speaks of the people in in history who were people of faith, and it spoke about them, their lives specifically, and about the things that they did, which proved to God that they were people of faith. Now, Hebrews chapter eleven verse one, and I'm going to read the NASB standard version of the scripture, and it reads Now faith is the certainty of things hoped for, a proof of things not seen. Did you hear that? Now faith, this is how it's described or defined. Now faith is the certainty of things hoped for, a proof of things not seen. So what that means is that now faith, it means you believe now what you Only know by your spirit, man. It's not based on on things that you can see, but it's by your spirit. You believe now, right now, what you know only by your spirit. Because faith itself is found in another realm. Faith is not found in the realm of the natural, things that you can see things that you can touch, things that you can feel. It's in the invisible realm, the evis- invisible realm of the spirit. That's where faith is found. So that's why it says now faith. You believe what you know only by your spirit. Because faith comes from the spirit realm. It comes from the realm. or when I say the spirit realm, that means the invisible realm, the realm of, I'm saying R-E-A-L-M, realm, okay? It comes from the spirit realm. It is eternal. It is invisible. and, And as I said before, it's eternal. It's invisible. And it's in the realm of the spirit. God is calling us. Our God is calling forth in this hour in history a people of faith, people of great faith. People with the faith to believe in him, who are willing to walk with him, and who will obey him. Talking about kingdom currency, currency of the kingdom of God. Now let's take an example from the word of God, from the Bible itself, of someone who exhibited this sort of faith. We're going to take a look in in the book of Hebrews again, chapter 11. And we're going to look at verse number four, and it's the amplified version of the scripture, and it reads By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which it was testified of him that he was righteous, which means upright in right standing with God. And God testified by accepting his gifts. And though he died, yet through this act of faith, He still speaks. Did you hear that? An example, really the first example in the word of God of faith was the story of Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel both presented God a sacrifice. And this was in Genesis chapter 4. And when they presented God a sacrifice, God accepted Abel's sacrifice, but he didn't accept Cain's sacrifice. And as we speak about faith, it's important for us to take a look at what was it about Abel's sacrifice that was acceptable to God. Because we want our lives to reflect a life that by faith and through faith, God accepts our lives and how we live, and we can do it. Through faith, remember, it's impossible to please God without faith because we need the currency of the kingdom of God, which is faith, in order to please God. So as we take a look at Abel's sacrifice, first of all, Abel brought his sacrifice. What really stood out to God in his sacrifice was that his sacrifice was brought in reverence to God. It honored God. It respect God. Reverence means to respect and to honor someone who's worthy of honor, who's worthy of respect, who's worthy of exaltation. And, and, And that was the heart of Abel when he presented his sacrifice to God. And he presented it by faith. So not only was his spirit, his heart pleasing to God, the way he brought a sacrifice to God, reverencing the God of all creation, the God of all the earth. But he brought it by faith. He had faith in this God that he brought this sacrifice to. He exhibited faith in God by his sacrifice. And the scripture goes on and says that and though he died, yet through this act, the act of faith, he still speaks. Now, Not only did he bring his sacrifice in reverence to God and by faith, but Abel looked through his sacrifice to the sacrifice of Christ. Did you hear me? He sacrificed of the first of of his flocks because he had animals. So he gave of his first, the first fruit of his animals. That he kept. And Jesus is the first fruit, firstborn of every creature, the Lord Jesus. So, Abel's sacrifice was a type of Christ. The sacrifice that he made was in the spirit of Christ. And the Father saw that in his sacrifice. Talking about kingdom currency, faith. So, again, his sacrifice was in reverence to God, it was by faith, and he brought the first. The firstling, they call it, which is a figure of him who is the firstborn of every creature, which is the Lord Jesus. And not only did he do that, bring the firstlings or the first of his flock, but he brought the ones that the the fattest of his flock, the best. He gave the best to God. And again, that expresses the excellency of Christ. So, Abel's sacrifice. Was one in which he took the time, and based on what he knew about God, and and apparently he was taught this through his parents, Adam and Eve. But Abel brought forth a sacrifice that was pleasing to God. Now we know why it was pleasing to him, and as a result of his sacrifice being reverence to God, being brought by faith, he's bringing the first. Firstling, and also the fat, the better ones of his flock. This all expressed the excellency of Christ. It was a type, it was a foreshadowing of the Lord Jesus. And God received it as a witness. God, through his Spirit, testified that Abel was just. He was a just person. He was justified by faith. And God accepted his offering. So the word of God says because of these things, Abel, he still speaks. He speaks through the word of God through the scripture as we're studying about him even today and what it says about him in in Genesis. Now, Abel, interestingly enough, I've read this and I've studied this in the past. Abel name, A-B-E-L, A-B-E-L, it means breath, B-R-E-A-T-H, breath. And it's symbolic of how his life was very brief breath. But though he lived a short life and his brother Cain murdered him, he still speaks. How does he speak? He speaks through us today. As I'm sharing with you his sacrifice through the word of God and seeing how, understanding how his sacrifice pleased God. What am I saying? As we reflect on our lives, how we live our lives each day, do we present our body a living sacrifice, as it says in Romans twelve two, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service? We are to present our lives as a living sacrifice because Christ has already sacrificed on Calvary for us. So we don't have to go before God bringing animals like they did in the Old Testament under the, in, under the Old covenant, covenant. Old Testament, that's the Old Covenant, the covenant before Christ. We're under a new covenant when Christ came and he fulfilled everything in the Old Covenant. Our lives are to be, be presented as a living sacrifice. Abel here brought a worthy sacrifice. And through scripture, he speaks as we study his life. And we study the word of God and through his blood being shed because his blood had to be avenged. And it was. Talking about kingdom currency, currency of the kingdom of God. So Abel is speaking. And as he's speaking, he's speaking to all of us. How are we presenting our lives each day before the Lord? Are we living sacrifices for him? Is he pleased? With us? Is He pleased with our lives? Are we walking by faith, which is the currency of the kingdom, which we know if we walk by faith, we will please Him? Talking about kingdom currency, currency of the kingdom of God. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 7, it reads By faith, Noah. When warned about things not yet seen, in godly fear, built an ark to save his family. By faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. See, God is calling us, all of us, to a relationship with him. To a walk with him through our lives by faith. In this example I just gave you in in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 7. Noah. He was warned about rain. He had never seen rain before. He didn't know what rain was. But because of the godly fear. Again this type of godly fear means godly reverence of God. Respect and honoring God. Just like in the case of Abel. Because Noah respected and he loved God and he honored God by faith. Remember, he couldn't see it. His spirit man believed it. The now faith, when God told him, the now faith was, again, the substance of things hoped for. He did not know what an ark was. He had to go by all the dimensions that God showed him or shared with him to build this huge boat that had never been seen before. He'd never seen an ark before. He'd never experienced rain before. So by faith, by godly reverence or fear of God, he condemned the world around him. Because as you remember, if you read the story of Noah, Noah was a righteous man. And he was the one who found grace in the eyes of the Lord. When when the Lord was looking over how the life of people at that time were not in alignment with God. But Noah found grace. In the eyes of God, because of his faith in God and his obedience and his life that he lived before God. There is a call. God is calling all of us in this era that we're living in. To a higher dimension in him to come up higher to a higher level of living and to experience a higher dimension in Him. And we can do this by faith. He's calling us to be intense and infirm, infirm bold warriors. It's a new breed of warriors God is calling us to be. Those of us who will walk by faith, who will refuse to allow our emotions to drive what we do. Who will proclaim his word, who will decree and declare his word over our situation. Who when we're when we're facing the unknown, when, when we're facing things that we have not faced before, things that may, may have come out of, for us, out of nowhere. That is challenging even the way we live. Challenging even the, how we live our quality of life. How are we going to respond? When he's calling forth a, a bold breed of warriors. Who would decree and declare. Would declare the word of God. We resist worry. We declare in the name of Jesus. We resist worry. We refuse anxiety and stress. We decree and declare that you're peace. The peace that the Lord Jesus gives is strong in us. We keep our focus on you. We decree and declare what Jesus said in John 14, 27. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the word gives, I give to you. We decree and declare we will let not our heart be troubled. Neither will it be afraid. Talking about kingdom currency, currency of the kingdom of God. It is faith. In the book of Revelation, chapter 4, verse 1, and I'm going to read the New King James Version of the Scripture. It reads After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet, speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things. Which must take place after this. Did you hear this? The Apostle John, who was on the Isle of Patmos, he was exiled there. And the Lord Jesus came to him. This is the book of Revelation. And he unveiled the book of Revelation and unveiling. The Lord Jesus unveiled himself in a different way in which John had known him here on earth. He unveiled himself as the warrior the warrior king. And in this particular chapter, chapter number four in the book of Revelation, he was inviting this voice, the voices sound like a trumpet. And if you were to read the book of Revelation from the beginning in Revelation, chapter starting in chapter one, the apostle John shares with how he was exiled there on the Isle of Patmos and how the Lord Jesus came to him. He described how he his appearance, but he also described his voice was a voice like a trumpet, and so this is the same voice that was speaking to him when he beckoned him. In this case, the Lord Jesus beckoned him to come up here, and he's beckoning us today. Even though he opened up a a, a door, actually it was a door that was standing open in heaven that the apostle John saw. He's opening up his heart to us, the Lord Jesus is. In this time to come up come up here, come up to a greater level of revelation in me. Come to the place where you will know that by faith you can experience new levels, new dimensions in me and new levels and new dim- dimensions in your own life. Talking about kingdom currency, currency of the kingdom of God. Faith. And the apostle John here As he experienced the book of Revelation, everything that he saw, which were going to things that were going to happen in the future, God wants us to have a similar relationship with him. Talking about kingdom currency, currency of the kingdom of God by faith. Come up to a greater level of being, a greater level of living, God is saying in me, come to see my point of view, my perspective, how I see. I want to speak to those who have heard this message today, kingdom currency, currency of the kingdom of God, and I never thought about faith in this way, that faith in God has to be, how we live in order to please him. And by hearing this message today, they know that God is calling them to a relationship with him so that by faith they can walk this life at a greater level, a greater level of living, a greater level of existing, a greater level of being. And if you are that person, repeat after me, Heavenly Father, I thank you for calling me, for calling me by name today. I hear you in my heart, and I know that you drew me to hear this message. I never thought about faith in you was a currency, was a way that I could please you. I'm asking you today, save me, Heavenly Father. Save me, Lord Jesus. I know that Jesus died on the cross. And I know that you raised him from the dead. And I'm asking you, Lord, forgive me of my sins and save me this day. And I thank you, God. Amen. Thank you for joining me today for Phyllis' A New Creation. And remember, Phyllis' A New Creation exists so that you will know how to apply the word of God to your everyday life. Today's message, Kingdom Currency, Currency of the Kingdom of God was birthed from the throne room of God. And God wants us to know that by faith, we will please him. And he wants us to know how to walk by faith and not by sight. You can hear Phyllis's A New Creation on Google Podcast. Just search for Phyllis's, P-H-Y-L-L-I-S, apostrophe S, A-New, A-N-E-W, Creation, C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N. And don't forget to put the word podcast, b o p o d c a s t behind your search. I want to speak to those who today, after hearing this message, would like to possibly sow into Phyllis as a new creation. I want to thank those of you who have been so faithful and have been sending the podcast out and also have been sowing into Phyllis' new creation. As I said last week, we had over 100 people, 105 people, actually went up to 106 people who download the podcast. And this week, this past week, there were over 125, close to 130 people who download the podcast. So keep sending it out because we want Phyllis is a new creation to go out through all the earth. This is the, the charge that God has given me through Phyllis is a new creation. That is to go out throughout all the earth in multiple languages, teaching people how to apply the word of God to their everyday life. Because this is why Phyllis is a new creation exists. For, so for those of you who would like to sow a seed into Phyllis is a new creation, I have two ways in which you may sow. I have a cash app and my cash app is dollar sign. PAN EWC. Again that's dollar sign P-A-N-E-W-C. And for those of you who would like to write, maybe send a, a money order or a check, you may write Phyllis is a New Creation 4846 North University Drive Suite two three seven Lauder Hill, Florida three 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 five one. Again it's Phyllis is A New Creation four eight four six. North University Drive, Suite 237, Lauderhill, Florida 33351. And I thank each and every one of you for hearing the word of God today. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your presence here, God. And we know, God, that you have drawn all of us to you today, God, because you want all of us to know how important it is for us to walk by faith and not by sight. And God, I pray that every soul that heard this message today and especially those who open up their heart to you today and and allow the king of glory to come in, that their lives will begin to be transformed even today, God, and their family will see that they are a new creation in Christ Jesus as we all are. And I thank you, God, for the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus and for his life and the life that the Holy Spirit lives through through us and points us to him. Amen.